party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, friend of the show Erica Chappell returns for another playtest of her new game, Kickstarter smash hit sensation Flying Circus. This time, we are taking the game from fantasy to history, stepping into some World War II fighter jets, and playing out the famous Battle of Britain. It's really, really good, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Three quick things before we dive in, though. One, thank you so much to everybody who stopped by, hung out with me, played games with me, and attended our two-player role-playing games panel at PAX Unplugged this past weekend. I had a great time, and I'm really, really happy about that. Two, if you'd like to hear the audio from that panel and you weren't able to attend the con, uh, that panel, of course, was recorded with the people from Heart Points, Pot of Love, and Russell Collins from the Project Wingspan episodes of Party of One. You'll be able to find that all later this week on the newly redesigned Jeff Stormer Patreon at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. As I mentioned last week on the show, I redesigned the Patreon to reflect the sum total of my podcasting, game design, and community support efforts. You can find all of that at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. Of particular note is the fact that we are at $65 a month. If we hit $100 a month, I will go to the Olive Garden, play the Olive Garden LARP with my friends, and record a podcast about my experiences after the fact. Despite the fact that the Olive Garden continues to refuse my tweets, I will do this for you, my fans, and my friends. And lastly... Uh, just as an audio note, this is a playtest, uh, and, uh, this is a, a, a more alpha playtest than we sometimes feature on the show, so expect a little more mechanics talk and a little more sort of changing rules on the fly and figuring out how rules work. It's a little bit rougher from a gameplay perspective than we normally feature on the show, but the story is great, and I think it's also valuable to hear that kind of playtest in action and hear... Rules being worked out on the fly. I really like how this turned out, and I think you're going to enjoy it as well. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down once again with my good friend, Erica Chappell. Erica, thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. Thank you so much for having me. So, Erica, what's going on with you? What do you got going on at the moment? Tell the listeners at home anything that you might want them to know about, any cool stuff that you've got going on, uh, that sort of thing. Cool. So obviously, I'm working on Flying Circus. Seeing as the Kickstarter was a ridiculous success, redonkulous, I believe is the, Rid- is the Kickstarter term. I believe that is their preferred term. I mean, like literally, quit my own job, my, my old jobs, and like do this full time, like redonkulous at this point. It was pretty. It was pretty successful. It was solid. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was solid. So um, I've been sort of revising Flying Circus to make sure it is like worth. For almost forty thousand Canadian money, um, which means a lot of like adjustment and little tweaks and playtesting. I've been playtesting it like into the ground, basically um, running it. I ran it at Gen Con. I've been running all of the future expansions, one of which we'll be playing today. Yes, indeed. Um, and I've been working on art. The uh, I can officially announce on this podcast, actually. Uh, whenever it comes out, I will post the actual announcement on the Kickstarter as well. So this is a exclusive exclusive uh, announcement. Fl- yeah, the Flying Circus book will be coming out in color. Oh my goodness, that's awesome! That's super exciting. Yeah, I figured out. I moved some money around in the budget and figured out how to do it. That's awesome. That's like super awesome. Yeah, it will look as ghibli as it should. Good, good, capital G, good. Yeah. So. It, what we're playing today, though, is uh, like a, one of the expansion-type deals, the stretch goals. Uh, the other thing I've been doing is I've been writing other role-playing games to prevent myself from going insane during the sure. cra- the building of Flying Circus. So I'm writing a cyberpunk game, which I'm doing a stream about 
tonight at time of recording. Oh my god. Um, and uh, I'm writing a science exalted game. Nice. That I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for both of those. I've I've been following your updates on them, and they both look really neat. Yeah. So, but today, flying circus. Flying circus. Fly and today circus. we are playing Flying Circus. We are playing one of the expansions. We are playing the historical air combat expansion. Specifically, I believe I am going to be fighting in the Battle of Britain today. Correct. Good. I'm very excited. Yeah. So. so uh, do you mind if I kind of do you like please. a quick background thing? Please, please, please. So the Battle of Britain is the world's most famous air battle because it is one of the first battles to ha be fought. I think it is actually the first battle fought entirely with aircraft. Nice. Uh, that is like a major battle. Um, and it was the attempt by the German Luftwaffe to basically suppress uh, British air power and achieve air superiority over the British Isles from the French coast. That would then hopefully allow uncontested landing of paratroopers and uh, eventually, you know, keep the Royal Navy bottled up and allow German landings or just cause a uh, British surrender. Mm -hmm. Either way, the idea was to kick Britain out of the war so that they could get on with their horrible, horrible plans to the east. Yes. But they made a few hilarious tactical blunders. They made a... Uh, they desperately underestimated the British Air Force and overestimated their own forces. Mm. And um, it caught up with them, and the Battle of Britain was a resounding success for the British, which transitioned into them giving up at achieving air superiority and instead trying to bomb Britain into submission during the Blitz. We've already played a game about the Blitz. We have, we have already played through that game, and we saw that it did not go well for the people on the ground. Yep, but uh, in today's game, we will be playing the... The part before that, before German bombers were just indiscriminately bombing London mm -hmm. and trying to scare people, uh, right now the Germans are, you know, doing their best to actually achieve victory through air dominance. And so we're playing the same date in history in September 1940 as we are recording. So it is August 29th. Mm -hmm. This is the closing stage of the opening portion of the Battle of Britain, the part where the Germans were just trying to suppress British air power. That means they were bombing radar stations, airfields, uh, weapons depots, things like that. And this was the part that was actually effective. When they started bombing London, I mean, they were pretty much just, you know, pedals, uh, pebbles in, a, in a, a pond, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. But this was hitting vital industry and vital war infrastructure. So, obviously, this has to be averted. Right, um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, four days ago, the British launched their first retaliatory raids against Germany. Okay. Uh, a couple of Wellington bombers flew over Berlin and dropped some bombs. It was mostly symbolic, but it escalated the conflict. Uh, they're talking about flying bombers over London now. It's all getting real scary. And you are... You've been at this for a while. You're a pilot who has seen the majority of the Battle of Britain, but mm -hmm. you have always been in the wingman position. Right. Uh, so you have not had, you have always flown, you know, on the shoulder of your, your leader and, you know, mostly were there to provide supporting fire and to cover them against fighters. Unfortunately, your leader caught most of the tail of a German um, bomber last run and mm. you're the new flight leader. Gotcha. So, 
let's let's introduce your character. Who are you? Yeah, I am uh, I am Alistair Mags Magnolia. Uh, Mags Magnolia to my friends. Uh, not that I have many friends. I was a schoolyard bully that made good, basically. Like, I was a, a troublemaker and, like, just sort of, you know, a prankster. I pushed some kids around, and I kind of figured that that was just going to be, like, my life. I was going to end up owning some small shop and exerting my authority over people in that way and just kind of be a jerk. And then war happened, and now I, and I, I signed up, you know, because everybody else was, but I kind of found, I've started to find some kind of a purpose here. I've started to, things are starting to make sense, you know, and I, I'm starting to not think of just myself. I'm not quite there yet, but like, I'm starting to feel comfortable with this, and I'm trying to do the right thing for once, for once in my, in my little existence. Well, that's good to hear, and you'll have plenty of a chance to, because we're going to open in Media Res today. Oh, good. Good. So, you are flying, as you opted to, you are flying a Spitfire Mark I. Mm-hmm. It was formerly a racing plane, and it was adopted into military service. This is the earliest version of it. It's got a massive engine. It's got four machine guns on each wing. It's sleek. It's fast. Its oval wings can be recognized from anywhere. So yes, you are flying a Spitfire. It is yes. very pretty. Um, it is a beautiful aircraft. And being the rarer of the two aircraft of the Battle of Britain, the other being the Hurricane, uh, and also the faster and more maneuverable, the Spitfire has been tasked with fending off enemy fighters while the Hurricane elements go in and try to take out bombers. Hmm. Every single day, often multiple times a day, Small flights of German aircraft fly over Britain, heading for some strategic location. Mm-hmm. In this case, they're heading for a radar station. Uh, so, basically, your squadron has been scrambled. You've gotten right. maybe three hours of sleep. Yeah. You, you, uh, you're leading uh, one other wingman in a group of four Spitfires. All um, right. So, you are blue, too. Your wingman is blue three. Uh, and then the the squadron leader is obviously blue leader. And hey, doesn't this sound like Star Wars? It's almost like they got it from somewhere, right? It's almost like they got it from somewhere. Yeah. And the hurricanes are green, uh, green squadron. So we see we cut in with you sailing over the White Cliffs of Dover on an interception mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's super classic imagery. It's Bright, beautiful day out. Uh, you are. Let's let's set. Let's start by setting your uh, altitude and airspeed indicators because that's a thing we have in these games. If you yes, remember, yes, indeed, I do. I do remember. Cool. So, for your airspeed, you're going to set it to your max speed, All fifty-eight. Right. That's my airspeed. Yes. So that's five and eight. 58. 58 airspeed. So, since we last played, uh, the airspeed indicator has been established as every uh, mark is 10 kilometers. So, you're going 580 kilometers. Nice. This is the fastest a plane has flown in this system. So, um... Good. Oh, yeah. Matt. Side note. This is a play test. Uh, things might go horribly wrong. Things might crash and burn. But that's flying, you know? That's Yeah, exactly. 
We are we are experiencing the thrills of flight just as our just as Mags is, just with less risk of you know, actually death. combusting. Yeah, um, cool. And for your altitude, we are going to be flying at uh, altitude twenty. All right, altitude twenty. So you're two kilometers off the ground. That's actually fairly low. The Battle of Britain was fought fairly, uh, mostly at low altitude because the German bombers were mostly low altitude bombers. And they that were bombing sense. during the day, so they were trying to be accurate. That makes sense. All right, perfect. So you're sweeping in towards a contact that the radar station has picked out. Uh, the British are undermanned and overworked. Mm-hmm. They have... They're overwhelmed by the the task ahead of them. Just a few days ago, Winston Churchill did his whole, never has so much been owed by so many to so few. And you are feeling very few right now. Yes, right. But we've, you know, it's, I'm just like, there's the briefest of flashbacks to like getting onto the plane and I'm just sweaty and dirty and tired. And, you know, my, I've got a beard growing in where there was no beard before. Yeah, maybe like the only good shot from the Pearl Harbor movie where yeah. they hose the cockpit out before the next guy gets into it. Yep. Like, and it's, yeah, just, it's a mess. I'm lurching, I'm lurching, like I'm lurching into the plane and I'm watching everyone else kind of hop in and no one has excitement and I just kind of like sigh and lower my goggles and we cut back. And yeah, yeah. I'm flying, I'm checking out, I'm checking my levels, I'm making sure everything is even. Yeah, and you got to make sure your mic's not blown out. Um, and I'm just kind of <laughs> muttering to myself, like, okay, time to go to work. So your character is 100% just Tom Hardy from Dunkirk, right? Basically. Yeah, perfect. Um, so as you, um, out of the, the cockpit on the horizon, you can see the shapes of aircraft moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you start getting closer, you're maybe three kilometers away, and you can start making out the general shape of their silhouettes. It looks like there's six fighters and three bombers. You have an altitude advantage of about 500 meters above them. Okay. Uh, your flight leader says, all right, take your section and go in for the fighters. We have to give them, we have to give room for the hurricanes to work. Mm-hmm. I know. So, I, I know the job I've been given. All right. So as you start to approach, we are going to. Oh shit! I kind of back up, back up, back up, back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have an en- a new rule called the engagement rule that I keep forgetting about. Okay. Which tells us where we are relative to people and who sees who first and stuff. Sure. All right. So let's have you roll two d ten flat. Two d ten flat. Yeah. Play test. Have no idea. That is what a nine. I'm doing. That is a nine total. Nine total. Cool. So that is because of this game being a two D ten um, based Powered by the Apocalypse game. That is a miss. Okay. So I get to choose some horrible things that could happen to you as soon as I can scroll down to the requisite part of my file. Oh, good lord. I think maybe I need to start splitting it up. It's 64 pages in a Google Doc. Mm, it's not liking that's a that. a lot of pages. Cool. So I get to choose one. Okay. So I'm going to say you spot them, but they're above you. They're 500 mm. meters above you right now. Okay. Um, and they've clearly spotted you first because the four of the fighters are moving ahead of 
the main pack uh, to sort of, you know, screen for the bombers. Um, mm-hmm. And the, you know, your, your, your main advantage here is the fact that you guys are still in your formation and, and you're not, you're not totally screwed, but it's going to be a rough start. You like yeah. to usually get the drop on your foes. Yeah. So what do you do as you come in uh, on your target? I hold up, you know, I, I, I hold up one hand and I, I sort of brush it in front of the side of my face and sort of a, Ooh, a slight chop motion. Good news. You have radios. Oh, goodness. Oh, good. I know. I forgot you also have oxygen masks, meaning oh, you can fly at like real, real altitudes. That's gonna be real helpful. All right, yeah, I hop on the radio and I'm like, we hang in formation, we we stick to the plan. They're coming at us. We they're coming at us hot. We stay in formation. We take the advantages that we got. We go hard. We go fast, and we take them out on our own terms. Cool. So as you start moving towards the pack, um, Blue Leader and his wingman start climbing. Um, so they, they start, you know, trying to make as much altitude as they can mm-hmm. to, tr- before the, the, uh, other bombers getting here, slowing down along the way. Do you want to maintain your speed or do you want to, uh, do you, would you prefer to climb as well? I think I'm going to prefer to climb as well. We'll stick, we'll, we stick together. That's how we get out of this. That's how cool. we get through this. New climbing rules. It's really simple now. It's just, um... It's just me reading these rules. Um, yeah, just trade speed for altitude three to one. All right. So every three points of speed you reduce, you get one speed. Uh, you get one altitude. They are, um, they are five hundred meters above you. Okay. So five units. Right. So they are at twenty-five. Um, the other thing is that there is a new mechanic in this game that you will want to take advantage of, which is boosting your engine. You see that thrust number there? Mm-hmm. You can gain that much speed up to your max speed at any time by thrusting your engine. Okay. What? So all you do is you do that, you use up one fuel. So That's... you have nine fuel right now. Yep. Uh, and you increase your engine's RPM by one. Eventually, when you have an opportunity, you can check your instruments to be like, oh, cool, my engine is catching fire. And, you know, you get that dramatic shot of looking down at the instrumentation panel and then looking back up to see something horrible happen to you. It's basically, mm-hmm. you get to clear the track and then something terrible happens to you. Yeah. But you want to do it because the longer you leave it, the worse it will get exponentially. Mm-hmm. And I can force you to check your instruments as a hard move. Mm, got it. Well, then, yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Uh... Did you say run my engine or boost my engine? It's 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 it is a boost. I'm gonna so boost what my you're gonna engine. Do, Sorry, go ahead. You're, you're gonna spend your speed first and then boost because you're already yep. at your top speed and your boost cannot take you above your top speed. So I want to gain ten altitude to come out above them. Cool. So I would want to spend you're, thirty speed. Yes. All right. We'll do exactly that, and then I'm, I'll do that, and then I'm gonna boost my engine after that. Yep. So that's gonna leave me at thirty-eight. 38 speed, 25, or 35, 30, or sorry, 30 altitude. Cool. So you are now above them, mm-hmm. and now you can boost your engine. So right. you would gain 20 speed on the spot. 20 speed. And that puts me right back to 58. Her, wait. Wait, no. Nope. Something's gone wrong. You should be at 48 speed. You're right, 48. That's what I meant. 
Play, testing. Num numbers are tricky. Okay, yeah, I'm at 48. You're right. I'm a little bit lower than my top speed. But cool. I'm above them, which is where I want to be. Which is where I think we Perfect. are. I think, I think the whole squad wants to be above them. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, you ran, you went ahead and ran your engine really hot. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to move your, your RPM meter up a little bit. Okay. Uh, to achieve this. And, you know, you've lost some top speed in the process. Whereas Flight Leader, uh, Blue Leader, only managed to make it roughly to their level. So he, uh, him and his wingman get, you know, the the German fighters scream by them at full speed. Tracers start uh, whipping past one another. And he is currently outnumbered as you finally reach the altitude you're aiming for below. Hmm. The bombers are still a kilometer away on their side. The uh, hurricanes are about a kilometer back on your side. All right. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to try to uh, turn the plane, get get into position where I can shoot them from behind is the ideal. So if, cool. I, so if you... I sort of leapfrog over them or if I can just kind of turn in air, whatever whatever's going to be easiest to... Now that I'm above them, getting behind them is sort of the ideal and then just f sort of firing in a downward motion. Perfect. All right, yeah. So you want to, to get behind them and then dive on them. Uh, yeah, that sounds... Yeah, and then I'll open right. fire as I dive, yeah. Cool. So here's what's going to happen. We are first things first to turn around. You're going to use a twist. This is an action that was sort of rolled into combat actions before, mm -hmm. but has been broken out. So all you do is reduce your speed by the tens place of your current speed. Got it. So I'm to 38. So, uh, no, no, no. Um, you're you're at 48. So you're reducing yeah. your speed by four. Oh, got it. Oh, oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. I see. I see. I guess one-tenth of one, your current speed. Yep, okay, got it. So I'm at 44. Yes, perfect. So this that's the speed you lose as you uh, jam on your rudder and you come about. And now we're going to roll a gain advantage. Mm -hmm. You're going to try to get into position behind one of the uh, enemy fighters. The enemy fighters, there's four of them currently engaged in the fight. Uh, and they are sticking in groups of two, just like you are. Mm-hmm. So you pick one of the groups kind of at random because neither of them really have yeah. priority at the moment. And you're going to roll 2d10. And um, I, you would say that this is probably a... Actually, I'm going to say this is a pretty cautious maneuver. You know, you're not mm -hmm. diving right in on them or whatever. You're gaining... You're get, you're setting up your attack run before getting on their level. So I'm going to say roll me 2d10 plus calm. Okay, that is a 17 minus 1 is a 16. Cool. So that is a full success. Perfect. Uh, so with a full success, you can tell you basically whatever you wanted to happen in that maneuver happens. Yeah. So you successfully maneuver and you've set up for a perfect diving attack onto your foe. Mm -hmm. So you've done it. You're you are set up for an attack. What do you do? Uh, open fire. Start to start. Cool. Just hit hit the guns. Hit the trigger. Sort of I'm like. Gonna Smile I, and just, you know, let rip. Do you want to get close to them or are you going to attack from your current altitude? Just nosing mm -hmm. down a little bit. Uh, it's a good question. What's going to be, what's, your what's, guns what's, are most effective up close. Then you yeah, then let's, let's dive, then let's get a little closer close. then. Let's dive cool. in. Cool. Excellent. So let's start diving. When you dive, you trade speed, uh, altitude for speed four to one. So you okay. gain speed much faster when you're diving than when you're uh, loot than you gain altitude when you're climbing. So let's dive all the way down to their level. So that's twenty-five. 
So 20, that's 20 speed. Yup. So that's 64, which is faster than my maximum speed, which I imagine means something bad is going to happen. Nope. The, the speed you want to look for there is your strain of 90. Uh, if you okay. go over 90, then you're going to start having oh, okay. some problems. Perfect. And for the record, the sound barrier is 120. Okay. Uh, it's actually within reach in this. Um, I mean, don't, but... <laughs> right, yeah, could, no, it's theoretically. Not, let's, let's not do that, but I appreciate knowing that I could if I wanted to. So, as you you dive in and you start making your attack. So, roll me 2d10 plus hard. All right. That is a 15. Nice. Do you want to make that a full success? I would love to. Cool. Guess what? Remember... Remember how you could spend speed before to gain better successes? Yeah. Cool. So, by the way, you and the 109s that you're fighting, the BF-109s, have the same handling, so there's no modifiers. Uh, that won't be the case when you fight the bombers. Uh, I'm sure that there's going to be some purist out there who's like, the Spitfire could maneuver slightly faster, but the 109... And to which I say, I didn't actually calculate out their builds yet, so fuck off. Fair. Um, <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. So, don't, um, don't, don't at us, nerds. Yeah, don't at us. Um, I, I'm at me plenty about this shit. Um, <laughs> so what you're going to... Uh, so you have your 15. Now, as you might recall from the last time, you can spend airspeed to get plus ones on a one-to-one yep. -one basis. Yep. But there's a fun do trick. Okay. Because there's G-forces now. Mm. So, and that is particularly important when you're going this fast. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to yeah. spend one speed to get a plus one and bring this to a perfect success. All right. You will then take a minus seven penalty to your next roll, mm. which is one-tenth your current speed, rounded, of course. Yep. And plus the speed difference that you spent. Mm. Yep, that's that's not great. That's a, That's a high number. You still want to do it? I... Yeah, let's go for it. I'm going Remember, in. Remember, you can keep spending speed forever. And when you check instruments, you also remove uh, your G-force going mm, forward. Got it. But yeah, let's again, it. you're setting yourself up. Cool. So you, we spend one speed. And this is a perfect success on a lay in guns. Yes. So we are going to... Uh, you are going to pick one of the following. Uh, you can shift your hits... Uh, so you can basically make it more likely to hit your opponent and hit them in a critical location. Yep. You can force the enemy to swerve, spin, or lose altitude. Or you can return, uh, avoid return fire, which is not a problem because they haven't got rearward-facing guns. Let's see. So I'm, I'm going to not avoid fire because that's not because they're not going to be able to fire at me. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to shift my hits. Cool. Let's make this count. Yeah. All right, so you you draw a bead on one of them. You see them in the little your little holographic gun sight. Everything's so fancy compared to regular mm -hmm. flying circus. Oh my god! Um, and you hold the trigger down. Roll me, and this is a ridiculous sentence. And know that if we were playing rules as written with the current machine guns, it would be twice this many dice. Roll me sixteen d twenty. Sixteen d twenty. All right. 
<laughs> Should I add them together or? You're, we're just going for the results of each one. If we had to add them together, I would murder myself and everyone around me. All right, I'm going to pull up a dice roller then. That is that's a good a, idea. That's a lot of dice. 16 That is a lot of dice. All right, I'll read them off one by one. Cool. They have the same... Actually, this is going to be really easy. They have the same hit locations as you, so just check your own hit locations. All right. So I got uh, two nines. I got two nines, which are... uh, The radiator. Which is the radiator. I got two hits on the radiator. Uh, A one, which is empty space. Uh, An 18, which is also empty space. A three, empty space. 14, 16... Uh, 14's on a gun, 16's on the aileron. Uh, 7 and 14, I think 7 is empty space and 14 is also on their gun. Uh, 9 is on the radiator, 14 is on their gun. 10 is, 10 is on the pilot, that's great. Uh, 18, 19, and 7. 18, 19, and 7 are all empty space, are all body shots. Cool. So, that sucked. Let's never do that again. I wanted yes. to know how bad that was. That was bad. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to just going to make it so that every one of these is one hit and we're going to multiply their damage. That sounds great. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. This is why we play test. Yes, I just wanted is, to s- That's why we had the play test disclaimer up front. I pre- you know, we're 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 figuring out what works in the game as we're playing it. Yeah, because in in regular Flying Circus, you know, we fire a bunch of shots for the machine gun because the important part is like, "Oh, what part do you hit?" But like yeah. In this era, guns fire like eight times as quickly, and there's like 15 more of them, and they all do way more damage. Um, so, you know, it, this is more important. While these are technically the same guns as on a Sopwith Camel, more or less. I mean, they're Brownings instead of stickers, sure. but whatever. Um, they fire much more quickly because they don't have to fire through a propeller. So... Uh, we're going to take the results as we got them for this one, though, which yep. means that you blow out your target's radiator, uh, you shred m- m- uh, their their forward weapons, uh, and you do some damage to both the aileron and the pilot. The important mm-hmm. part there is the radiator. A streak of white starts emerging from underneath the craft. This is the boiling hot steam that is flowing out of the radiator that cools the engine. Basically... That plane has a limited lifespan now. Mm-hmm. It's got to start moving home now, or and which it starts to do, it almost immediately breaks off and starts heading home when the pilot notices the temperature gauge in their engine mm-hmm. spiking. Because um, pretty soon the water's going to run out, yep. and then the engine is just going to go until it blows up. Yep. Yep. So, that's one down. All right. Uh, or at least one running. Um... What do you, as you streak past your target, uh, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to, we're, 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 we're tasked with taking out the fighters. I'm going to hang on these, I'm going to hang on these fighters and at least try to clear up, at least try to get attention off of Blue Leader so that we can like regroup, focus our efforts and hopefully take these things down and, and move on. And so clear space for our, for Green Squadron. <laughs> Let me say, we say all of that. So my okay. goal, so my goal is to make sure the blue leader is not overwhelmed. Because if, if we can cle- if we can take attention off of blue leader, we can regroup. We can t- we can overpower these fighters, clear out space for green squadron to take out the bombers. That's what we've been tasked to do. 
And I'm too tired to break from objective at this point. It's been yeah, no. too much. So we're gonna Absolutely. do what we've been, we're gonna do what we've been tasked to do. We're gonna do what we're good at. And we're gonna and we're gonna and we're gonna fry these fuckers. Cool. So um, what I'm gonna say is that the remaining one fighter mm-hmm. uh, from the two that you hit uh, s- s- sort of stays in formation with his buddy for a second, and then starts coming around, uh, like to to reestablish an, uh, an attack pattern on you two. While the um, the other two, they're currently on blue four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're chasing blue four. Blue leaders trying to get on their tail. You're zipping past all of this at a million miles an hour. Um, your wingman's right beside you. What do you do? I'm gonna take a twist. I'm gonna twist. Get back into action. Like get back. Get try to try to pivot. Try to spin. Get so that I can come at them head on. Cool. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So roll me another gain advantage, and this right. one's plus hard. This is you like fucking serious. All so right. you're at a minus four for this one. Yes. Uh. I think I'm going to spend four speed. Uh, You spend speed after you roll. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, then. Minus four. Minus four is doable. Uh, Not when I roll a one, so that's a three total. So I'm going to want to bump that up to at least a partial. Yeah. I I mean, if you can handle it, if your physical body can handle it, you can do that. Or you can take the hard. I think I'm going to take the hard. Cool. So, yeah, you... You start basically moving to you, you, you know, pull the stick back as hard as you can. The G forces push you back and crush you into your seat as you try to uh, stay level with your opponent. Mm -hmm. You zip past them and come back around uh, and you start, you know, twisting uh, the plane around to try to get behind this other target. And then you realize that you start twisting and you haven't stopped Mm. because you have started going into a spin. Mm. So what we have here is you have a move called recover. You Mm -hmm. can decide not to recover and just deal with the spin and I'll hit you with whatever penalties I deem appropriate. Uh, So you can get like one last action in or you can deal with the spin. Your choice. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to try and recover. Cool. So roll me 2d10 plus calm. Plus calm. The most important thing when you go into a spin is not to panic. Mm hmm. That's a 15. That's a 15. So that is a partial success. So here's what I, all I need from you is to get rid of between your altitude and your airspeed, six uh, units. Okay. So 50, it's 57. Cool. You're back under your regular speed. (sighs) That could have gone a lot worse. That could have gone much worse. Uh, As you think that to yourself, you see blue four catch fire. Oh, no. Um, so as the the cannons of the 109 rake it from end to end and the fuel tank bursts into flames and it starts, you know, sort of falling limply towards the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watch it for a few seconds, hoping for a parachute, but then you have to tear your eyes away to focus on the fight. The uh, plane that you are pursuing is... Uh, currently angling around towards Blue Leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, your wingman is somewhere. You're not quite sure. The other two are pulling away from Blue Four's flaming wreckage. What do you do? I'm going to go after the one 
trying to angle itself to take out Blue Leader. You know, at this point, Perfect. we need to contain as many. We need to contain as many losses as we can. Perfect. No, nobody else is going down on my watch. All right, cool. So roll me. Well, good. I have good news for you. Taking mm-hmm. the failure cleared your G forces. Good. All right. So you're rolling flat as you come in on this 109, and roll to get the advantage. That's an eight. An eight. That is another failure. Would you like to bump that up to a partial success? I would love to bump that up to a partial success. Cool. So spend two speed. All right. 55. You're sitting on a minus seven to your next roll. Yep. Five minus two. Ah, oh, man, the G4 system's working so well. <laughs> um, I- I'm very happy about that. Good. And you get a partial success on gain advantage. All right. So... Uh, Pick for me one of these. Expose them to fire for a short time, which means a deflection shot. Uh, Isolate them so it's just the two of you. Or set them up for an ally to swoop in. I'm going to warn you right now that it's going to be a really hard shot to hit them. Mm -hmm. Because you've got a G-Force penalty, plus you're going to be dealing with their speed. So you're probably going to be at, like, minus 12. Alright. So what do you do? What do I what what do I do? If I'm not gonna hit him, at least I can hang on like So set up for an ally to swoop in or isolate it so it's just the two of you. So that sounds like what you want to do there. Yeah, I think isolate it so it's just the two of us. Cool. So you you nose after it, you fire a quick burst and it uh, force him to turn away from Blue Leader. Uh Blue Leader regroups with your wingman and they start in towards the the two escaping fighters that are heading for the hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you you sort of pull him into a fight now. So he's slightly ahead of you, but he's got he's fully aware of you now. So it's going to be a tangled fight ahead. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Uh well you said we're facing each other? Uh you he is he is flying away from you. Okay. If he's flying away from me, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna squeeze the trigger, take fire, and try to take him out from behind. You're just gonna like spray and pray and hope that you get him. That's the best I got it right now. Cool. Yeah. No, this will work. So, um, let's do it. Uh, so yeah, as as he he's off on his own, we're going to lay in guns. Uh, we're going to be firing at a target, moving at a high deflection. So. You, this is going to be one of those high penalty attacks. Mm-hmm. But uh, can I make a, a quick suggestion yeah, and please. hold down the uh, the trigger to... No, wait, no, that no longer helps. Shit, maybe I should change that. Play testing. Um, yeah, I'm going to say what you can do here is you can hold down the trigger mm-hmm. uh, to double your effective hard. Okay. So you will be at a minus six for this instead of a minus 12. Okay, I rolled a 17, so I'm got I'm at an 11. Perfect. So there's a partial success. You can bump it up to a full success if you I'll want keep, to take a lot keep, of G-forces. I'll keep partial here. I think partial's okay. Cool. So you use up two of your precious ammo. Mm-hmm. You're, you're already at half your ammunition capacity. Um, Spitfires don't have a lot of bullets. Um, That's all right. That's all right. We'll you, make it work. As long as... If we can just... If we can keep them distracted... And just give them an opening. I mean, this might this might be our opening volley, and then it just dance and dodge until Green Squadron pulls through. If Perfect. we can keep them on, if we can keep them on us, then they're not on Green Squadron. Perfect. So, uh, you did hit him. So roll forty twenty, the much 40, more manageable 20. number. 
14. That's a 16. That's a 20. And that's a 10. Uh... So I'm hitting the fuel. No, I'm hitting the pilot, the uh, aileron, and the uh, and the gun, and then the body. Y- yeah. So you 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 uh, your rounds rake across it. You don't see. There's no tracers, but you see the the little puffs as the mm-hmm. incendiary rounds hit, and the plane suddenly jerks violently and starts heading towards the ground as your second kill. Uh, you, it. S- you suspect that the cockpit of the uh, enemy plane got riddled. I'll take it. And it slowly drifts aimlessly towards the sea. I'm going to hop on the radio. Blue Leader, you good? Uh, Blue Leader is regrouping with uh, your your uh, Blue 2 and his... Uh, wait, your Blue 2. Blue 3. And says, we're heading to intercept the ones going for the hurricanes. There's still two left on the bombers. We right. need you to keep them occupied while the hurricanes come in. All right. I can do that. All right. G- good luck. And then the radio cuts as the two uh, pl- the two planes in the distance start tangling with the mm-hmm. incoming 109s. All right. So and I'm after the-, the two remaining the two remaining fighters on the bombers. If I can take those out, then we're then we're clear. All you have to do is keep them occupied. But if you okay. take them out, even better. All right. Well, then I'm gonna. I'm going to fly, it might be better to fly overhead so they can't dive on me, if I can climb. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fly slightly overhead of them so that, like, they get, I get their attention and try to get into a position where I can, where I can open fire on them to get them to think that I'm going to open fire on them so they focus on me instead of the bombers. That's a good idea. Perfect. All right. So. You're going to want to climb. How far mm-hmm. do you want to climb? You know how to do this. Uh, I'm going to climb. I don't need to climb high up because I don't necessarily need to. I'm not trying. Like, I, don't, I I'm not going to climb very high. I might climb maybe two or three. Cool. So go ahead let's, and do it. You know how to climb do three. it. Let's climb three. It's three speed for every altitude, right? Yep. So we're going to drop to 46. We're going to drop to a speed of 46 to an altitude of 27. No, 28, sorry. Perfect. So, yes, you you edge over them, and uh, I'm going to say that as you're you're moving over them, uh, the the two 109s start climbing a little bit, but then realize that you're climbing up and over, and so start gaining defensive positions instead. One of them falls behind Mm -hmm. the pack of the bombers, so no matter how you come in, you're going to be in the, the line of sight of one of them. Okay. And one of the gunners on the uh, the, the top of one of the HE-111s, the German bombers, mm-hmm. opens fire at you. So okay. a streak of tracers start whisp- whipping past your cockpit. What do you do? Uh, I am going to... I think I'd like to position, try to maybe drop down, maybe drop back down, try to position myself uh, between the the bombers and the and the the 109s make it so that like basically like if i can if i can like spin out of the way if i can keep myself keep myself out of trouble maybe those bullets will go towards one of their own towards one of their own so basically you want to lead the the gunner into shooting his friend yeah that sounds like a stunt all right let's do a stunt so um you have daring for a reason so i'm gonna say that this is an evade all right 
and if you're successful, you will manage to do this. I and got... if you are not successful, you will hurt yourself. I got an 11. Perfect. So that is a partial success. Okay. Choose two. Take a glancing hit. Uh, so you take slightly reduced damage from the uh, the incoming weapon fire. Uh, you can upgrade that to a full hit to make it both your options. You can you voluntarily go into a spin as part of your evasion. Or you can give up a pursuit or a, abort an attack run. So basically you'd be out of this fight for a little bit and you'd have to come back in. I'm gonna take a partial hit and go into a spin. Perfect. We'll so make, let's roll we'll a, make this work. Let's roll a hit against you. All right. So I'm gonna roll a d20 really quick. Actually, can you roll a I'll d20? Roll it. That's funnier. That's a three. Body shot. Uh, that is a three. Nothing shot. Oh yes. Cool. Three. Nothing shot. Yeah. So you've successfully avoided the incoming rounds. This mm-hmm. is interesting. I've got some thinking to do about how to handle machine guns in the future. You know what I might do. So I might make it so that machine guns always inflict the same number of hits, and more of them causes them to do more damage. Mm. That would probably lead to, like, a better split. Okay. So let's roll two more d20 to test that theory. Uh, Nothing shot on a four. Nothing shot on a 19. Perfect. Yeah. So you successfully managed to avoid getting hit. And you lead some shots into a 109. So do me a quick favor, roll me. Just mm-hmm. like 2d20. Let's see what happens to the trailing fighter. Do what what now? Let's uh, Roll me 2d20. Let's 2D20? see what happens when his friend gets clipped. Uh, two and a seven, so that's nothing and a nothing. Cool. So it did came, come dangerously close, and the pursuing mm-hmm. fighter turns away, uh, presumably yelling something over the radio to, you know, tell those fucking gunners to pay attention to where they're shooting. Mm-hmm. Um but you, on the other hand, in your attempt to dodge, you pull the stick too hard, and once again, you're in a nauseating spin. Mm-hmm. So, do you recover? Do you use one last action? What do you do? I'm gonna... I'm gonna recover. Cool, so roll me plus calm again. Alright. 15, 14. Cool, uh, I just realized it's at a additional plus two. Or okay, plus that's three 16. Of your 17. 17. So, I'm learning the rules with you somehow, even though I write it every single day. Well, probably because I write it every single day. I forget what's current. Um, So, yeah. So, that is a full success. You recover without dealing with any problems. And I have really good news for you. Mm -hmm. You're right behind your foes. Perfect. Let's... I got half a round of ammo. That's at least enough to take take one of them out. Cool. That you notice that they are actually. Let me just do a quick Google because I didn't set this up properly beforehand. Yeah, you're keeping pace with these bombers quite admirably. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you are right behind these bombers, and you can see the tail gunners all. Well, not tail. Like I guess rear hull gunners. They didn't have tail guns. Uh, they are all pointing their weapons towards you. Uh, so you have a limited amount of time to make a decision here. So yep. what do you do? Uh, I am going to, um, is this, is this a head on or is this not a head on? You're if behind I'm... them. Okay. Yeah. So, then I'm just going to squeeze the trigger, open fire. Let's, let's try let's to take a bomber out. Try to take this bomber out. Cool. There are three of them. So, and they are all in formation together. So this might suck for you, but roll you know plus what? hard. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's do it. 
That's a... Oh, 19. good news. Plus three as well, because these are big, heavy bombers that can't maneuver. That's a 13... 16. Perfect success. Perfect. So, yeah, you can choose to avoid incoming fire if you'd like. And I'm going to do exactly that. It. Yeah. Cool. So, you choose to avoid incoming fire. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you sort of get into their blind spots and you start shooting. So, roll 40-10 real quick. All right. Or 40-20. 40, yep. That is a 9, 10, 20, and 16. Perfect. So you riddle the center of one of the the, mm -hmm. the planes with machine gun bullets. These bombers are big, and machine guns are tiny. Mm -hmm. So you put a whole bunch of holes through it. Uh, some smoke starts to emerge from parts of it, but it doesn't seem to want to go down. You you fired a bunch of shots into it and seemingly done only surface damage. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, as best you can tell, at least, you've actually killed one of the pilots, but they have two. Okay. So, um, you, you are sort of keeping pace with these, these bombers. You're only a little faster than them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the, uh, the 109 that pulled away, plus he got shot by his own friend is coming back around. Uh, the hurricanes are coming in there just, just almost arrived. Uh, and you're still hanging behind these bombers. What do you do? I'm going to hold position. I'm going to give that. I'm going to give that uh, 109 an opportunity to sort of get me, get close, like get in position. Then I'm going to try and spin the plane, get into a head on. And then I am going to uh, rush them. Perfect. This will actually work really well with your hammerhead mastery. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen is he's going to attack you. You're going to try to evade and you can transition into a head on. So first you've got to evade. As he comes in, weapons screaming, the dreaded cannon in the nose of the 109 firing at you. Uh, so roll me plus keen. All right. That is a 13 plus, I believe my keen is zero, so 13. Cool. So that is a partial success. You're going to have to take some hits. All right. Or you can, well, again, take a partial hit, take a full hit, um, uh, go into a spin. Probably don't want that. Or no. lose your pursuit. Probably don't want that either. No. I'll One take, of those. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the full hit. Cool. So I'm going to roll. Okay. So roll me uh, the machine gun hitting you. So that's 3d10. Mm -hmm. And then the cannon hitting you. 2d10. 14. 14 for the 3d10? Uh, oh, d10. Sorry. 20. d20. Yeah. d10. Yeah. I'm fucking d something. Eleven, words. eleven, four, and nine. So that's your radiator. Yep. Your fuel tank. Oh boy, every liquid in your aircraft starts boiling yep. forth. Uh, but the other one misses, and then the cannons. Two d twenty. Two d twenty. That's a ten and eleven. So the pilot and the fuel. Oh cripes! So, um, the cock the surface of your cockpit is suddenly blown off by a massive mm -hmm. hit um, as the cannon go the cannon shell goes off inside the cockpit and shatters the glass you're deafened mm -hmm. the, your your goggles are are cracked this was bad news yep. and even worse you feel a heat behind you as you realize that your fuel tank is on fire yep so that could have gone better could have so 
you're taking first thing that's going to happen is you take a bunch of strain damage. Okay. So that's going to be uh 26 90 what's Oh, 74. So your new maximum speed is 74. All right. The second thing that's going to happen is that you have been injured. So I'm going to say you took two injury there because yep. the current inju- injury to damage rules don't work in this new paradigm of high damage weaponry. Um, oh boy, I've got some reconsidering to do. Um, learning process. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's bad news bears for you. That's um, okay. You're at, you're at a minus two to all your future rolls, basically. Okay. All right. Uh, because you are... You know, bleeding from the nose. Yep. Death is a post. Everything sucks. Uh, so, what do you do? You gonna <sighs> you gonna try to get that head on going? Yeah, I've got to. I've I I, I, I the plane's not gonna last very long. I just need to buy enough time for that for Green Squadron to get in position and take out these bombers. Perfect. If, I, if it's if they do their job, we come back one shorter. I can live with that. Well. I mean, I I can't live with it. You physically I'll can't. I'll be dead, yes. but <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I'll be okay. I'll be I'll be okay with my names and my name in the papers if that's where we if that's what it comes to. All right, cool. So you go in for the head-on roll yep. plus hard. So uh, and I'm gonna that hold, is a plus and I'm holding one. my and I'm holding my fire until the last moment. Oh yes, my You're using both steel. your mastery moves. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So uh, I'm going to attack at knife range, take plus two results. Perfect. So if you do this, you will get every result. But if you miss, it will go terribly for you. Roll Okay. Uh, That is a six and an eight. So that's 14. Plus two for nerves of steel. Minus two for injury. Oh, it's it's actually, um, it's plus one for... Um, total, because it's plus three for your hard, uh, minus two for injury. The plus two results mean that you get all the results on the table. That is a 15. Can I bump that up? You can bump that up by spending speed. I'm going to bump it up. Cool. So that is four, uh, four speed or six speed? That is, um, just one speed, I think. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, yeah. Math, it's hard. Um, that's what you get for writing crunchy games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so it's I, worth I, it I, because this I, scene is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I hit that. I hit it as hard, and I just kind of, like, I spit out a little blood into the wind, like, into the, the wind it flies behind me, and I just kind of... So I want you to roll 60-20 real quick to 60, see what 20? you do to this. All right. Yep. And great news, you're avoiding all the incoming fire. Yeah. I uh, and I'm like, you know what? If I get if I get one last heroic heroic run, I'll take it. If I, if mission if the mission can be a success, what's one what's one pilot down? Six D twenty is a fourteen. A okay. six a six. Another fourteen. Okay. Uh, an eight. A four and a sixteen. All right. So basically, your shots almost hit. All, almost entirely on the nose. Because uh, you can uh, skip... One, two. Yeah, you can skip your results forward or backwards, three mm-hmm. or five points. 
So what that basically means is you're getting hits in the engine, the radiator, and the uh, the gun, which is mm-hmm. the, its nose cannon. So you just shred the front of this plane and in the process avoid most of the incoming fire. <sighs> uh, it starts trailing oil and uh, wa- uh, boiling water from the radiator. And it you know, starts uh, heading for land, heading for England. It's safer to crash land on English soil than to do, try your luck in the channel or trying to get back to France. Um, and your plane, uh, in the process, it's sort of spinning and falling apart. Mm-hmm. Your plane is doing all right, all things considered, but you're not. No. I'm, la- As, I'm, I'm bringing it down. Okay. I'm- Into the sea or you're heading for England? I I can at least, you know, uh Fuck, I don't think I'm going to make it to England. Well, I mean, I might. You want to give it a shot? I'll give it a shot. Cool, because I'm you com- know what that I'm, means? I'm coming home. That's what that means. So you pull up next to the 109 that you just attacked. Mhm. You're bleeding from the mouth and the ears. You're a total wreck. You've pulled your broken goggles off. Your cockpit is almost completely open with just the bulletproof section in front Mm -hmm. of you. Um, You pull up next to this 109. You see spokes streaming from the engine in front of it. Oil all over the the cockpit. He's broken open the window so he can stick his head out the side in order to see where he's going. And he looks over at you and you look over at him. And you share a brief moment of camaraderie across nations and across the language barrier. And as you start heading for the cliffs, I would like you to roll to go down 1d10 or 2d10 plus calm. And then I'd like you to roll it again for the German pilot. All right. That is mine is a 15. Cool. German pilots is a nine or is it is a 10 plus minus calm. uh, Cool. So, yeah, his calm is zero because he's an NPC. So you just clear the cliff and he doesn't you skid to a halt your plane broken pieces of it scattered in a long line uh, from where you came to a halt you can see the cloud of of oily smoke coming from the edge of the cliff where the German pilot didn't quite make it you sit back in your seat and overhead you can see the hurricanes coming in among the uh, German bombers. You see one of them get clipped by a series of tracer rounds and start slowly heading into the ground. You see one of the bombers disintegrate in the air, its wing flipping off, its ailerons slowly trailing in the breeze. Your war is over. <sighs> there are worse ways that could have gone. Yeah, that was fucking cool. I was expecting to do ground stuff and whatever, but this was much better. No, that turned out really well. I'm really happy with that. Oh my goodness. That turned yeah, out that awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really good. That was really, really good. Oh, oh man, I'm so happy. The G-Force rules work. Yay! The G-Force rules work. Oh, that was good. And I'm, and, and we, we figured out some stuff as we went. It was good. I'm, I'm real happy. Yeah, I gotta rewrite a lot of the, like, damage rules because, like, it basically doesn't work with components right now. I've really gotta, like, come up with a concrete health system for components, which I've been putting off forever. Because most of the weapons in the era that this game is normally set in do the same amount of damage. So it was working just fine. But now, mm-hmm. like, I gotta gotta maneuver around that. Um, oh my god, I'm so happy. That was so cool. Yep. 
And I, I think I, I think the last thing we see is Mags clamoring out of the, the, the plane and just kind of sitting on the ground watching all of this happen. Throws up a salute, you know, as battered and broken as he can. His eyes close. And maybe they find him, maybe they don't. But he survived. Maybe. Maybe. But ambiguously. The, it's kind of end of Blade Runner. The bombers went down. The, mis- the, the mission was a success. If one pilot doesn't come back, that's okay. Yeah. I did my part. That was so freaking cool. What a good what a good game that was. Thank you. Thank you so much, Erica, for coming back on the show. This was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Ugh. Super, super good. So real quick, where can people find you and your work online? Uh, pretty much the best place to go is to just go to my Twitter, um, which is at open underscore sketchbook uh, at Twitter. It's the Twitter place. Twitter mm-hmm. is a bad website for bad people. but um, Yes, that is correct. Uh, it, you know, it's a hellscape, but it's a hellscape from which I cannot escape uh, all, because all, it is both, both true facts. Yeah, it is useful for, you know, self-promotion or whatever the fuck. So that's where you can find me for the foreseeable future. Um because Mastodon is a cool idea that also subdivides its audience and makes it impossible to introduce people to new things. Yes. Yay! <laughs> um, oh boy, social media is fun, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it was a good. This was a good. This um, was a good. If you want more good like this, then follow at the Twitter place, and you can see as this stuff happens. I actually posted the uh, dashboard of Jeff's plane before we started. Uh, so that could have been you past you, but it could have been you playing. I, I guess is that a meme still? I'm not sure. I don't know what I don't. What happens to memes after they go away? I know, right? That's my new game. It's good. The afterlife of memes. A good. That's a solid. You play solid as like concept. the oh really owl and ceiling cat. Oh. You try to figure out what's going on and if you can in fact has hamburger. Oh. Good a, memes can has hamburger. Good memes can has ha- that's really the I think really what we're all after is just has a hamburger. Yeah, actually, I kind of want to go and has hamburger right now. Uh, <sighs> well, because on that I have note, another freaking stream tonight. Oh my god! So well, on that note, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, this was a blast, uh-huh. and I'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past me, and thanks again to Erica for coming on the show. That game was awesome. Be sure to check the show notes for more information about Flying Circus and all of Erica's work, and be sure to follow Erica on Twitter at open underscore sketchbook. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod, like the show at facebook.com slash party of one podcast, and join our Discord community at bit.ly slash party of one discord. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, giving us a social media shout out or a word of mouth recommendation to a friend. Any of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. Or if you'd like to financially support the show, as well as all the games that I create and the community resources that I'm supporting, you can go to patreon.com slash jeffstormer and support all of that. You'll get, In return, you'll get early access to everything I make, early sketches and pitches for RPG and podcast content, and more. That's patreon.com slash jeffstormer. If you'd like to hear more from me every single week, I've got a podcast you might love. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Every week... My best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, and using some of our favorite tabletop role-playing games, we spin that prompt into an original fantasy character. Along the way, we collaboratively build our own little mythology and populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. 
If you're interested in coming onto the show, whether you are a podcaster, game designer, professional wrestler, writer, actor, comedian, musician, film critic, kaiju, financial guru, or you just love a good role-playing game, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.